Welcome to another episode of the Legal Authority Podcast. My name is Jay Rathman. I am with Judy Goldberg. Yes, Judy Goldberg. Judy Goldberg. Put it in lights, folks. So you tell the editor Goes to put with that the in red lights. Hair. Okay, right. yeah, the red hair. That's Absolutely. It. Yeah. So we have another awesome episode coming up today. We are going to be with Matt Glassman. He is a criminal defense attorney here in Fort Lauderdale, been a longtime client of ours. He has an amazing perspective. He is the epitome of a solo practitioner, does everything himself, and he absolutely crushes it. Like literally, if you search criminal defense attorney Fort Lauderdale, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. So without any further ado, how about we get the man himself on uh, Zoom and, and have a chat? Welcome to the latest edition of the Legal Authority Podcast, presented by TheLegalAuthority.com. Here are your hosts, Jay Rathman and Judith Goldberg. And here we go, another episode of the Legal Authority Podcast, the beautiful Judith Goldberg, and my name is Jay Rathman, and uh, we have an awesome guest today. He's been with us for a long time, long time client, and and a friend. We've really developed a friendship, uh, Matt Glassman. He's a very successful criminal attorney here in Fort Lauderdale, and uh, we're going to bring him on the show. How you doing, Matt? Excellent. How are you guys doing? Good. Thank you. You know, why didn't I think of just inviting you right to the studio? We're in Boca. I, I, it never even dawned on me. I would have been there. It looks nice. I, I know, right? We would have had the 12-pack, you know, for the behind-the-scenes footage. It would have been perfect. The bottle of Blue Label for you lawyers, you know. So, Matt, I want to know, as a former New Yorker myself and from Connecticut, how do you work in this great state with this weather? How do you get the discipline going? You know what? She means, like, not spending yeah, all your time on the beach. not wanting to be out in the beach, <laughs> in the sun. I, I miss the cold weather. I'm from the Midwest. I'm from St. Louis, oh, yeah. so I miss... I miss the cold. I'm the kind of guy that sweats walking to the mailbox. Right. Try to get a little closer to your mic if you can. Okay. Yeah, much better. Much better. Awesome. So, right. um, you know, we've known each other for a, quite a long time, Matt. I, it's been uh, almost three and a half years, I think, since we started together. And uh, yep, it's been a long journey. We've done a lot of cool stuff. And now your your rankings are fantastic. I mean, you, you get, you know, calls consistently, cases consistently. You know, I'm certainly happy to, to be a small part of your success. But what I want to do is I want to start from the beginning. You know, what made you decide to be a lawyer? And, and when did that happen? Uh, interesting question. So as a kid, I grew up really enjoying sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found myself writing statistics. And I knew where every player was from. And I just really enjoyed that aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as sports progressed it became a big deal to become a sports agent mm-hmm. that was kind of like the hot thing to do uh, when i was in college and right. later when i went to law school everyone wanted to be a sports agent uh, so originally my passion was to get involved uh, learn law become a sports agent um, when i started when i was in law school i actually interned for the for the uh, miami marlins or florida marlins oh cool uh, that was just really my passion but w- when i when I got into law school, um, they have certain classes where um, you're able to advocate. You're able to get up and do a brief and argue in front of a court. Um, and I kind of excelled in that. I never really had an issue with public speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's one of those skills that uh, it's a super underrated skill for an attorney, but certainly a trial lawyer and a criminal defense lawyer uh, where you always have to be on your feet in front of the court. Yep. Um, you got to be able to talk in front of people. That's part of the thing. And I've always um, been... I've always been okay at that. 
and and I kind of took it from there. Cool. So now you go to law school, you get your law degree, and uh, what was the next step for you? I, I'm assuming you went well, and actually, worked for another firm or a prosecutor's office, or what was yes, your next step? So actually, when I was in law school, I got my master's. I think it was in sports management or sports administration as well at the same time. Um, and the purpose for that was to someday segue in sports. Sure. What I did, my first job out of law school was as a public defender. Mm-hmm. Um, and that job probably uh, shaped really, it shaped my career path, my life. Um, it was an eye-opening experience. It was a lot of hard work um, dealing with the caseload, mm-hmm. uh, dealing with the people and their issues, and really learning to sympathize and empathize with people and what they were going through. Um, that was my thing. I did that for almost a decade mm-hmm. of, uh, of handling, you know, working my way up from minor cases to more serious cases to cases facing death penalty, just um, the whole gamut. Of, of issues, legal issues, legal problems, right. legal cases, and that's really you know how I honed my skills and ultimately branched off and did it for myself. Yep. So let's go there. So what made you decide that this is the time for you to go out on your own? Um, and when you went out on your own, were you nervous about you know being able to get enough clients to pay the bills and support your family, or or did you walk into a situation where you felt pretty comfortable that you were going to be able to to get clients? Well, I'll say this, and I, this is kind of how uh, you guys are able to help me, because anytime you leave something like government work where it's consistent, there's a paycheck, there's benefits, uh, to going to some place where you don't know where your next check is going to come from, it's a very, it's a scary leap of faith. Sure it is. And the reality in criminal defense, I don't know, you know, in South Florida, you go back with the cocaine cowboy days yep. and all the big cases that came into Florida, where you had a lot of these lawyers that have put in several years. Um, in the kind of dinosaurs of the industry that were kind of getting ready to retire and getting ready to leave um, and, and, you know, hopefully go off to greener pastures and, and live their life and enjoy their life because it, at the end of the day, it's a stressful uh, profession. But, you know, in, it used to be... It's high stakes. Like a lot of... I, 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 I totally get that. I mean, people's freedom is at stake. Right. And a lot of times, as a lawyer, you wear, you wear their stress. You wear the client's stress. You feel the client's pain. And if you're not, then you're doing something wrong. Right. But, uh, you know, I kind of got out. I kind of got out at a time where people were transitioning from the old guard to a newer guard. And, you know, back in the day when it was word of mouth, you know, your reputation preceded you and it was word of mouth. You hire him, hire him, hire him. Today's world's a little bit different. I mean, it seems like if you're not on the internet, then you're basically anonymous. Right. And that was my biggest thing. You know, I had put in a lot of time working really hard, getting to know my clients, getting positive feedback from my clients, really working hard to help them. And, you know, I I took that mentality into private practice with the goal that, you know, if I worked hard and I did what all I could for a client, they would they would support me and they would not only word of mouth, but they'd go online and take time out of their busy day sure. and say, yeah, you have a lot of reviews. Great lawyer. Yep. Yeah. He has a lot I of reviews. That's important. I think it's important. People yep. read those. So you know, I know I do. Yep. Absolutely. A little bit off topic and kind of fun. Matt, what is your domain? You're going to love this, Judy. Oh, my website. Yeah. One of my websites. So it's hatejail.com. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's love awesome. It. Yep. So if you want to learn about Matt and his practice, you know, www.hatejail.com. It, it, it was really cool. And when we first started working together, I, I kind of didn't know how to take that. I'm like, 
you know, because I want people when they visit his website to take them seriously. And so many people say that lawyers are gimmicky, like especially the PI lawyers and so forth. But then I just thought about it and it worked, right? So that's that's the website that we're promoting for Matt and it's doing fantastic. And I just I just thought it was fun. But I see that as a big change coming from from government where the, the cases are always there. They're being fed to you. Right. Now you face, okay, where's my where's that private client coming from? So did you step right into advertising? I mean, was it very intentional, knowing what you were about to face with marketing? Or was What was that learning curve for you? Uh, well, you know, so I have a, my father was an orthodontist. And he had this weird concept of um, doing theme offices. I think he had like an Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. He had like a spaceship office. Mm-hmm. He was very creative and he thought outside the box. And I think in, in a competitive market, like whether, you know, orthodontist or if you're a lawyer, you kind of have to think outside the box because business isn't just going to find you. You know, you have to you have to help people along right. the way. And so I actually had a little bit of a background knowing that I was going to have to advertise. I didn't want to right. not do nothing and just sit around all day waiting for business to come in. And that's kind of where HGO comes into play, because I used to go not only as a private as a private attorney certainly when i first started but also as a public defender i hated the jail because i was always at the jail right so it's not just you know i i've never been arrested you know knock on wood and had the experience of being booked in and staying in that jail right but i've been there enough times to know that i wouldn't want to be there right i mean the whole thing is not set up to be a pleasant experience but that's what it took going in there you know i i call it you know a lot of the times you have nothing to tell a client, but you're fighting for them. They want to hear from you. Right. They want to know what's going on. Sometimes just seeing their face, seeing your face builds confidence. In right. Them. Allows them to think someone is actually fighting for me. Right. And, you know, the problem is in government work, um, first of all, there's a lot of amazing attorneys that, that are public defenders that do government work. I mean, outstanding litigators. Right. The top of the top. Some of them. But like in any profession, you have some that just aren't very good. Right. And it's like that in the private sector as well. Yep. But the reality is when you're in the government sector and you're a public defender and you're assigned a caseload, you have a limited limited amount of time and opportunity to spend on each case. Right. And, you know, what I learned in private practice especially is you get a lot of people that think, well, I'm hiring a private lawyer, so they're going to be all over my case. I'm going to get them instant attention. They're going to do everything they can to help. Right. And the reality is the private lawyers running a business, running a business as well. Right. And sometimes you're being sold uh, smoke and mirrors. Sometimes you're not getting that private attention. Sometimes you're not getting a lawyer that's going to come to the jail and see you and spend the time that your case or, or ease your mind even. Right. You know, and um, that's really where I try to to come in and say, look. You know, it's not just lip service. I hate jail. You're in jail. I'm going to come see you. Yep. You know, we're going to we're going to fight through this. We're going to make a plan. I mean, I communicate with the families, yep. you know, on the regular so they understand what's going on. Because yep. I think in criminal defense, if someone's hopeless, if that hopelessness feeling sets in, that's not good for anybody. No, I agree. And and I think you probably recall this situation. I had a friend down here in South Florida. She wasn't in jail um, and she wasn't even the one in trouble, but she was a victim of something and, and had a, a temporary restraining order. 
And literally, she told me the day before this hearing, she's like, I don't know what to do. And I don't know what to do. I mean, I, I know a little bit about the law from, you know, conversations with all my clients. So I immediately called you, Matt. And uh, you were like, yeah, I got this, man. And, and just jumped all over and helped her. And I thought that was really amazing. And I, I still appreciate that. You helped my friend Jenny out a lot. Thank you. So I, I could just tell you from personal experience, I mean, not just the fact that he's been a client of ours for three and a half years, but we've also become friends. And then what I had just talked about, um, you know, you're, you're one of my favorite clients. And I know you and Steven talk like all the time. If Steven was in Florida, you guys would be getting beers probably every week. <laughs> I, I was just going to ask you, Matt, what, uh, what was your, tell us about your relationship with Jay and his team. All right. So, um, you know, I met Jay in the beginning. Jay was great. Um, my primary contact is Stephen and Stephen Stephen is nothing short of amazing. Um, you know, it's interesting because you don't know what you're getting when you hire, um, you know, an SEO company and, and like criminal defense lawyers, and other professions, there's a lot of them out there and some of them produce and some of them flat out don't. Stephen's one of those guys where, um, I mean, if I ever have a problem, whether it's, it's advertising or marketing or something with a website and I don't understand he is like an instant resource. He gets back to me instantly. So, you know, like with Google or you take some of these bigger companies, you have a problem with advertising. I mean, you're on hold, you're sending an email, you're never getting a response. It's, it couldn't be further from that. If I have an issue uh, with Steven in particular, whether I email or I text him, I get an answer like right away. Yep. And, you know, a lot of times like with my profession, if I have something I need to do for the website or whatever, you know, and I ask him a question. I should have done it three weeks ago, but the reality is he's on top of it right now, and he can tell me what I need to do, know and what I need to do to fix the problem. And he doesn't make me feel stupid or little or right. little me, you know, for being you know tardy to the party. So Stephen's incredible. If you get a chance to work with Stephen, you you're doing well. Yeah, and and I'll tell you, it, it, that's a common denominator amongst literally all of our law firm clients. Um, and we, we really only work with law firms at this point. We're thinking about other divisions in the future, but to this point, it's only been law firms. And every one of you say the same thing. I, I mean, I'm very blessed, you know, as the founder of the agency to have Steve. And I tell him all the time, he's the best employee I've ever had in my life. And I have a long career of multiple businesses. And um, you may or may not know this, Matt, but my sister, Julie, is brilliant. And she has joined us as our chief operating officer. So her and Steven work in lockstep. So if you haven't talked to Julie yet, I'll have her give you a call. She's, uh, she's really fantastic. So she's another resource. If Steven's jammed up or in a meeting or something like that, you can just ping Julie and she can do anything he can do. So well, you really understand the law firm. I mean, we, I, I do. you know, we, we grew up together. Basically, sure. In this, in this marketing. Right. I'm a little older than you, but you you think, huh? Yeah. When you get to my age, you'll understand. I I don't talk age. (laughs) But, um, another, another thing about Steven, you know, he understands the tech side mm -hmm. pretty well. Oh yeah. He's brilliant. A lot of people in that field that know the tech style, you know, the tech by like the back of their hand have really trouble, have a lot of trouble communicating that to other people. And and he, he doesn't at all. I mean, he is completely able to explain you know what i need to do and how i need to do it in a way like someone like myself who's not nearly as tech savvy can understand it in a matter of seconds right so i appreciate that. do you feel like and this might be a bit of a rhetorical question but but just seriously do you feel like you have an entire marketing team in lockstep like right beside you to do whatever you need as if they were almost like employees like to the point where you could say hey i need to do this and boom they just execute it Yeah, I I feel I feel comfortable and I rarely have to ask for anything because the reality is 
it gets taken care of and brought to my doorstep. So I yep. appreciate that because, you know, in my profession, I need to be able to deal with client issues. And right. You need to be a lawyer, not a marketer. Right. Exactly. And so, you know, when I have someone saying, okay, we're going to do this, take a look at this. What do you think? Um, it makes my life so much better because I'm so used to having to do everything on my own. Right. Look, you know, look at every document, look at everything. And I, I really appreciate the, um, you know, the peace of mind that it provides. Sure. Speaking on that, just a little bit different. Um, does having the right digital marketing firm, whether it's us or anybody else, just anybody that's successful for you. And there's lots of us that are, that are good at this, right? I mean, we're not the only ones by any means, and we're not arrogant enough to think we're better than other people. We just tend to get good results for our clients, right? Pretty consistently. Talk a little bit about how that helps your mindset, just knowing you know, where your next meal is coming from. Like you just know a client's coming because you know somebody's going to see you on Google because you rank well and somebody's going to call you and say, hey, I have a problem. Can you help me? I mean, just the security of knowing that you have cases that are coming all the time, that consistency, that's got to be huge for your family. It is. And in in general, criminal defense was one of these, one of these areas of the law that when I started where I'd spoken to several judges and lawyers before I made the jump into private practice, and all of them pretty much said the same thing. The market's very saturated. There's a lot of competition. Yep. And with criminal defense, I mean, you can make a good yep. living. And we're in a big market, mind you. We're not, we're not in Podunk, Kentucky. I mean, we're in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Right. You know, and you can make a good living doing it, but a lot of times it's kind of feast or famine. I mean, you may go a couple of weeks without getting a case, or you may go three or four weeks, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, like I, I don't want to live like that. Right. I don't want the stress that's associated with it. You know, I want consistent business and volume and be able to make the decision whether I want to take the case, whether I have time to dedicate to the case that it needs, or I want to turn it down and say, you know what, we're not a match. Um, So, you know, I think that's, you know, this, the online stuff, the marketing, uh, it's a, it's, it's a game changer. Absolutely. So let's switch gears here to the the last part of, of the podcast, which is, uh, really kind of the focus. I know we got away from it a little bit, but you're such an awesome guest and I've known you for so long and I haven't talked to you in a while. So I'm kind of, you know, using some of the time to catch up with you, but to the young lawyers that are thinking about going out on their own, you know, the, the Matt Glassman's of 10, 15 years ago, um, or the, the people that have just gone out on their own, whether they're a solo, whether they, you know, just went out on their own, at least an office and a paralegal and, and brought on a payroll. What is some of the advice that you have for them as it pertains to, you know, hey, here's here's a pitfall maybe that I fell into, avoid this, or here's something that I did that really worked, so really focus on this, or or just any general advice that you would give them, because you're you're a very good source for that. Well, is is if if I'm a young lawyer, and whether it's criminal defense or personal injury or corporate law or family law, and I'm looking to advance, uh, my advice would be be a good person and treat people the way you want to be treated. Because the reality is some of these people that you know now you're starting out with are going to be in position, could be in positions to help you on your life. I agree. Um, when it comes to criminal defense, uh, your your reputation is everything. Yep. And if you look down on your clients, if you treat your clients poorly, if you don't give them the time that they deserve, that's going to come back and bite you. I agree it's with that. Come back, especially nowadays where... You know, you can see the negative effect of what a, a, a nasty review 
you know, might might do to someone's practice. People, yep. educated consumers are going to get on there and read that. So the way you treat people, the way you treat your clients, um, you know, if you don't do it the right way, you're going to pay for it. Right. Be authentic. Be authentic. Yep. Oh, I agree. Um, anything that you've seen, maybe that didn't even happen to you, but just you've seen it happen to other people that they should try to avoid. Yeah, so the biggest complaint that I heard when I was in government work mm-hmm. was I can't get a hold of my lawyer. That's very common, even today. That's still a stigma. And honestly, that is something that happens in, in the private sector just as much. Yep. You Call your clients time. back. You know, and you got to make time. And that might just be a product of the law that I do and the practice that I do where, you know, I'm making calls late at night sometimes. Right. And I'm getting calls and I'm fielding texts and I'm fielding emails late at night. Like business hours really blend together with all the time hours. Right. Because if you're a criminal defense lawyer, you're pretty much a 24-7. Yeah, somebody gets in a jam late at night with their car, they've been drinking, for example. You're getting that call at 2 in the morning, and you got to wake up and go down to the courthouse. I would imagine. Or not the courthouse, to the jail. Yeah, I, mean, I, would, I would imagine also that you're, you're probably uh, on speed dial with a lot of your colleagues, other lawyers and other family lawyers, uh, PI, real estate, right, with their clients. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I, I would say so. That's awesome. I, you know, in general advice to... You know, again, I'm not the um, expert on lawyering by any stretch of the imagination, but I do see people that go in front of the court and um, it gets difficult or they get pushed back and then they stop fighting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my advice to some of these young lawyers is don't do that. You can be respectful. You can be courteous, courteous of the court and the opposition, but Fight the fight. Get your point across. Don't stop when it gets hard. Push right. through. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Hey, you want to hear something funny? And I'll say this as we close. So back when I was, was just getting started, I was working on a project for the NFL. And uh, Judy was my first client, so I, I literally was doing that on the side, right? And I came up with an idea. We, what I was responsible for was selling the game day program ads for some of the teams and one of my one of my teams that I had to sell for was the New York Giants. And I, I gave Judy this idea about an ad that would, at the top, it would say, if you need a lawyer, right? And then there would be a picture of Judy standing next to like a 200 pound big English bulldog, like all chained up and there's Judy all prim and proper in her dress. If yeah. you need a good lawyer, hire the bulldog on the right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what they want. People, the, the client, the client needs you to know, as you very well uh, has told our audience today, to be there for them. That you you know who they are, what they look like, what their family is like, what they're feeling, uh, to help them out in in so many ways. Not only make the the best arrangement, plea, or or get them off, uh, but to sure. take care of them. That's it's crucially important. Yep. And you're responsive to that. Because let's face Great. it, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I did a night in jail for something stupid after leaving a bar a long time ago. I think I was like 25 years ago. 
And it scares the shit out of you, man. When you're in there, I'm like, oh, man, am I ever going to get out? Like, these bars, I, I have no control. I can't open this door. I can't do anything. Like, my freedom was gone for, like, six hours, and I was terrified. I can only imagine what it's like sitting in there, right? So it's so important. I agree with you, Matt. I agree with you, Judy. So important to just try to do your best to put your client at ease and say, listen, man, I, I know you're scared, but I got you, man. I, I got your back. We're going we're gonna to work through this, and we're going to find a way to resolve it. I agree. Yep. Awesome. Matt, I so much appreciate your time today, man. Next time we're going to bring you in the studio and we'll have the Johnny Walker blue on the table. Sounds I'm a bourbon guy. Oh, all right. Mm -hmm. There you go. Saves me a couple hundred bucks. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was really great for our audience to hear your experiences. Absolutely. So anybody that's listening, please check out Matt's website. It's uh, hatejail.com. And, uh, you know, if you want to see how well he's doing, I mean, the proof's in the pudding, right? Just go to Google and just type in Fort Lauderdale criminal defense lawyer and you'll see this works. When you do it right and you have a client that understands it and you work well together, we can rank every single client. It's not about luck. It's about let's do the right thing. Let's give Google exactly what they want, how they want it, and let them reward you. And they do. So awesome. Matt, I appreciate everything, my friend. Have a great day. All right. Take care. All right. That wraps it for another episode of the Legal Authority Podcast. Matt Glassman was our guest today with Judy Goldberg. I'm Jay Rathman. And until next time. Have a great day. Absolutely. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Legal Authority Podcast. As always, you can hear us wherever you get your podcast. Please also make sure that you subscribe so that you're notified for each new episode. If you have a question that you'd like answered on the show or to talk directly to Judy Goldberg, just go to thelegalauthority.com slash podcast. Until next time.